T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Richard! What's happening in New Haven, Connecticut? I love this. This puts joy it's in my heart. It's my new favorite part of the show, actually. It is. It is. Like Chris, a... welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We got Chris from Power Shift. Yeah. What up, guys? I always feel awkward having to follow up after this man, though. It is. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's how like, do you... Who, do you, who do you even say hey to at this I mean, point? Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any city But this is this is the thing that's crazy. Hang on, uh, the next I, car on this if, list. if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nigel's from Cranberry, Australia. Cranberry? I think it's Cranberry. I think I said that right. I might have butchered that. He made that up. He, yeah, he's um, over there where the uh, kangaroos trod. They hop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they. Bite. Isn't that like everywhere over there though? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he sent me a picture of his backyard the other day. It's just like loaded with kangaroos. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> Why can't we get one of those again? <laughs> it's like the, I, I don't know. I I, I don't think. We should send him a deer, and he sends us a kangaroo. Exactly. I mean, a deer in Australia would be like a dinosaur. <laughs> but anyway. All right, back to back to the plot here. Back back to, to what the so original what, what, task at hand. The Motor Junkies list of 14 cars that are going to be worth money one day, hopefully. The, you and need to one, buy them. you can tell they're reading out the Rob Pitts playbook right here. <sighs> out of my next on the list. Probably is, the most perfect car ever made. Is the C4 Corvette. There is nothing in this world you can't do with a C4 Corvette. Yeah, outrun somebody. <laughs> Actually, ah, <laughs> ah, I'll take a 96 LT4 or a ZR1 car. Okay, so yeah, you're having to climb to the top of the barrel. No, that's the top of the barrel. It's a C4 Corvette. Yeah, you're having to climb to the top. I'm just saying, it's a, a C4 Corvette. Those cars, I'm going to tell you, you talk trash. What's wrong with climbing to the top? Exactly. Well, when you drive a station wagon, you don't get to do that much. <laughs> I could climb so, to the top of any one, any C4 vet ever made. In factory form. I will take a ZR1. Will take your lunch money every I time. I would go in a factory ZR1 C4 vet. I would How much take, horsepower does ZR1 vet? I would take that. In 1990, they had 375. In 1992, they were bumped to 405. I would absolutely take that any day of the week. In a car Bring that weighs on a CR1 C4 vet in factory stock form. I'll race it any day of the week. Any You're going to lose. You're I don't lose. think so. We got gonna, how much is a C4 ZR1 vet? LT5. How much do they weigh? Yeah. Uh, about 33, 33.50. So 40, we got a 1,500 pounds difference. No. And makes. Right at 100 less horsepower, maybe? Yeah. I'll take that any day of the week. I'll take those risks. They also revved at like 7,000 RPMs. I'm exactly. pretty sure I can do that, too. One time. Fine. <laughs> but 
I mean, uh, ZR1 Corvette's pretty cocky. Baby. There's only this, one this, way to find a, out. That guys. was a, there, <laughs> there is only. I'm with Chris. There's only one way to find out. And, and has I'm anyone getting, got a ZR1 out there? Actually, anyone out there who's got a absolute bone stock C4 I know ZR1, where one is right now with 22,000 miles on it, sitting in a garage. Would he go neck to neck on it? I, I believe I could talk Barry Blakely into it. I really do. Street or strip? Let's go. I'm Street. Down. They're, they're not race cars. That's for sure ain't a race car. And we can get them out there. And I want to tell you, the ZR1 Corvette was a beast. You said you wanted to race my Cadillac. A ZR1 Corvette would whip my Cadillac's ass. I'm telling you. We don't know that. that. That's, you're, you're, you, we don't know that. That's pure speculation. No, it isn't. You've got your pajamas on because you're dreaming, son. I'm telling you, <laughs> the ZR1 Vet was no joke. I will take that risk any day of the week. I have no problem. And I will step aside and admit that I was slower, wrong, or whatever if I lose. But I just, I just don't see it happening. You're insane. <laughs> I've been called worse. You didn't get a drug test here, did you? No, I didn't. No. You can tell. Something wrong, with, <laughs> something wrong with that guy right there. But the C4 Corvettes are very collectible cars, and the values are coming well, up on they're them. They're not yet collectible, oddly enough. They, they are, are but co- they aren't. They are because they are a Corvette, but they aren't just, they're not reaching that point. Now, the ZR1, yes, it is. The Grand Sport, yes, it is. All the other specialty your ones. Your anniversary edition vets. Yes, all your specialty ones, yes. Your nice low-mile cars are, are doing decent. But the C4 Vet just has not caught on really yet. It really has not. It's going to, it's, it is catching on. They're getting higher and higher. Now, if you got a dog it's nothing. Yeah. But if you got a nice C4 vet, there's value there. They're they're definitely coming up and uh right now, if I had $100,000, I would buy 5 C4 ZR1s cuz you oh, I think a, you'd be foolish not to. You can you can get a perfect one for 20 that grand. You can outrun Robert 5 days a I week. Know, I could, I could outrun you in a different color for the entire work week. I think you'd have your feelings hurt. I don't think so. Oh lord. Station wagon people. I'm with Chris. There's only one way to make sure make sure we know. And we gotta put this to test. This has gotta be a scientific experiment. I wanna tell you, I would I would almost bet my life on that one. And, and feel pretty secure about it. Unless just something in that L T five, which can happen. Break. You, you know, Rob, you're you're awful young to die. You really are. I wouldn't be putting my life on it. I've lived a pretty wild life. <laughs> If I kicked it right now, I couldn't be mad. I think the scariest thing you can do is line up against that wagon. You never know what's going to fly off. Yeah. Very true. I've seen a bumper come off of it. I'm just throwing that out there. First of all, you weren't there when that happened. Secondly, <laughs> no one else has witnessed anything fall off that car. It's, I'm not saying it's not happened. I'm just saying <laughs> he, he drives alone a lot. That's what it is. Jesus yeah, I, I sees do. everything, okay? <laughs> I do drive alone. Shut up, Chris. But that's Leave me alone. And, and you got to think, every time something falls off, that's a weight reduction. So, boom. You can't lose that much. There goes the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> but you are terrible. But, but the C4 vets are coming along. pounds. My favorite C4 vet, though, ZR1s are cool. The Grand Sports are neat. My favorite's 83. See, that's what all the little rookie Corvette. is <laughs> a turd. There's one of them that's sitting in the Corvette Museum. It's they white. Were, they were, cr- they were they were crap <laughs> because that's the reason GM didn't come out with 83. It was the only year they didn't make a production Corvette. So, so, like you said during the break, do you think the 84 is really that much better? The 84 wasn't that great of a car. Crossfire injection, you know, there's a few other little hiccups with it. 
Um, the four plus three transmission, it actually made its way all the way to uh, what 80? 88 was last year, 89 was the ZS6 oh. speed came out. Yeah, now, and how many times did they swap the power plant during the course of the C4 vet? I'm talking mm, like different twice. intakes, twice, different intakes, and all that. Twice, well, okay. I mean, well, they upgraded, the, well, they upgraded Crossfire in 84, yep, 85 went to Tuneport, Tuneport was all the way to 91, aluminum heads in 86, and yeah, 86 it scored aluminum heads on the L98, and then 91 was the last year for the TPI, and then the LT1 in 92, and then the LT4 in 96, so that was still just an upgraded LT1, yeah. So it took them all that to get to 96 and make a halfway decent car, and then they realized that this this A halfway project, decent car? What are you talking about? And then about? they realized that this project was just crap, and they totally scrapped it. We're talking about LS a, and put it in It was C5. 13 years old. <laughs> exactly. And another thing you got to think about, too, is the cars at the time. There was nothing that was running with this car at the time. Uh, uh, uh. What was that? Uh, you got to look over in the Buick uh, family. See, that's one of those car myths. Buick Grand Nationals are fast. But wasn't a 96 Buick running with an LT4 Corvette. Exactly. <laughs> now, outrunning an 85. I'm talking T- about year for year. 87 Grand National Intercool is the only thing that would come close to an 87 stock Corvette. It's close. It's neck and neck. But it didn't outrun. In a straight line for a quarter mile. Yeah, exactly. That's the only time. And, I mean, it's every once in a while it did win. But this is another thing you got to think about. General Motors is pretty smart. Corvette's the top dog. And you're not going to beat Daddy. Hence why the Buick went away. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. You don't play with American sports Which car. I hate. I mean, I'd rather have Grand National than most cars in the world. But, yeah, I mean, not a it is a good selling point to say that it's faster in a Corvette. And in certain circumstances it was. But... You know, put it on a racetrack. Exactly. It's not. It's, well, this is the way I look at it. There's nothing wrong with a Grand National. Grand National's impressive car. You got the Buick. It's America's grandma's car. Corvette, America's sports car. I rest my case. Hey, we got a commercial break coming up. <laughs> yes, we do. Just uh, in time. That's right, guys, to get some hateful emails. Right here, guys, stay tuned. We're talking about these top new collectible cars to buy right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Richard! What's happening, Istanbul? <laughs> Turkey? <laughs> really? <laughs> First, that's a good one. Second, I'm shocked I knew that part. I want to thank my geography teacher. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thirdly, I don't think they have radios there. I'm pretty sure radio has kind of made its way around the world by now. Has it? That's third world, isn't it? No, that's not third world. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sarah McLaughlin's not singing for them. I said over here in my first world problem <laughs> situations. I don't know. Oh. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm still wondering uh, where you guys went to school because I'm way behind. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are good. <laughs> well, trust me. I went to Union. You're probably leaps and bounds ahead of that. So. I promise you, there's barnyard animals that are leaps and bounds ahead yeah. of you. I've, I've seen goats with better vocabulary. There's things that move. Yeah. That, that they say more than we do down there, so yeah. We do down there. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, our conversation when we first started, you know, me's a thug. So. Me's a thug. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. much how I talk. I can't help it. It's, it's just embedded in me. Union. Embedded is the word. <laughs> Union, Union, County, Union County Spelling Bee Champion, 1997. Yeah. He's the smartest one in your class. That's not saying a whole lot. All six of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
And together had a complete set of teeth. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God. And the bad part is I'm only missing one. When they took your class picture, they didn't say smile, did they? No. Oh, Lord. All right. Oh. So let's get back to these uh, these awesome cars. We're these Actually, we're talking about the 14 <laughs> collectibles to buy. Per, right mo- per motor junkie. Per, mo- per motor junkie. All right. Next up on the list is, a, uh, ooh, I don't know, Saab 900 Turbo. If you like to mechanic, it's a great car for you. <laughs> if you're, you know, if you're an aeromotive uh, engineer that likes horrible looking cars, they're not a horrible this looking is your car. Guy. It's a very '80s car to me. It is a very '80s car. They're cool. I wish I had a friend that had one. I'd like to drive it. Um, do you guys remember? I don't want one. Do you guys remember RoboCop? Yes. Part two. No. Part two, they had a uh, car. I think you're the only person that's seen RoboCop 2. And, and 3. Hmm. Um, anyhow, the, in part two, they have a new car. There's a special car in there. It looks a lot like the Saab 900. RoboCop drove a Saab? No, not RoboCop. It's a bad guy car. Oh, that's probably oh, RoboCop drove a tourist, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Ro- RoboCop ain't fooling around. He that's, drove- a, that's, well, that's probably how, he got, how they got caught. They're riding around in a sob. It's going to break down. <laughs> Look at this. It's a sob. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only oh, heck, we ain't got to chase him. It'll be all right. It'll break down. So the uh, two-liter four-cylinder with force induction produced 143 horsepower at first. And went all the way up to 185 horsepower later versions. Well, you know, they made a lot of cool turbo versions of these cars and a lot a lot of variations of these cars over the years. And the newer they got, the more technologically advanced, and I'm going to use that term extremely loose when I say that, because when I say, when I think of advancement, you think of it getting better when they actually made them worse. The 185 horsepower one was called the SPG. Um, which is a pretty special car. They didn't make a whole bunch of them. They didn't bring a whole bunch of them to America, but they're pretty cool looking. They've got the three-spoke wheels. Um, they did have more power, and those things are actually surprisingly fast. Yeah, I mean, they're peppy. I mean, they're cool little cars, and they got that crazy ignition switch, ignition switch right in the middle. Well, yeah, because the the location of the engine is just a unique... No, it has nothing to do with uh, but that. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it has I mean, nothing to do with that just, at all. I, 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 I'm just messing with Well, <laughs> I bought one one time at the sale, and I'm, and I'm ashamed to admit, but it took me about 10 minutes to figure out how to crank it. I, you know what? That's like a Mini Cooper. It, it probably took me 20 minutes to figure out how to pop a hood on a new Mini Cooper. It's in the right spot, just on the wrong side. <laughs> just, that makes no sense. It's in the right spot, but the wrong side. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, it, it took me about, I'm ashamed, it took, how long it took me to pop the hood it's on so Mini confusing. Cooper. Yeah. It's so confusing. <laughs> that but, doesn't look like a sob at all. What? The Robocop car. Ah, uh, well, you know Let me what? Let now. Let me my mind, you know what? My mind is, that's been a long time. Robert, that's a Jag. It looks, it looks like a 77 Caprice. Hang on, are we looking at the right car? Yeah, we're totally looking at the right car. Yeah. Okay, so my mind was just Hey, it's got off. four wheels. It, it drives. Is it, a, <laughs> is it a Citroen or is it a... No, it's a Chevy. It's a Caprice. I don't know. No, it's not, not a Caprice. It's a Malibu. Look at the front. Look at the. It's not Malibu. Look at the back. Oh, it's yeah, like it's, a Buick or an yeah, Oldsmobile or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a late '70s intermediate GM with a bunch of crap tacked on it. So Saab. Yeah. So Saab. Yeah. Or like a Saab. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. right. He's just like a Saab. He's got right? the six thousand socks. <laughs> yeah, it is called the six thousand socks. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool oh. RoboCop car. 
Oh, I didn't know that was a new Saab they come out with or something or what. Yeah, well, it's this is an ultra rare model. It's pretty accurate. It sucks. Oh man. <laughs> so right, what's so, the next one on the list? All right, so yeah, let's move on. Uh, how about the Toyota Mister Two, the MR Two? The MR Two, that's a no brainer, man. Those cars have been collecting for years. I look at the MR Twos like the Fiero guys. That's uh, very Fiero. You know, but but well, of course they're mid engine and all that. But the the thing that's cool about the MR Twos. Is that you get those niche collectors? Well, did not the MR2 come out as a major competitor toward the Fiero? Uh, yes, it was actually the only competitor for the Fiero. Boom. Yeah, it was the well, and you know, the thing I think about at the time, Toyota really didn't have a sport car. I mean, they had, they had the, the Celica Supra, yeah, the Celica Supra, which I think is awesome. Um, but I mean, again, it was more of a GT car, it was a Grand Tour. Um, the MR2 is just raw, straight-out, mid-engine sports car. And, you know, the MR2, especially the supercharger, the S- SC model, delivers 145 horsepower, which is pretty impressive. But the 0-60 to 60 time on these cars is 7 seconds, and that's where they get really impressive for well, the Well, they're light. I mean, they're making decent power. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That was close to 5.0 Mustang time. Yeah, I mean, that, that's moving. I mean, for, for what it's it is, t- in its, its time, time and for what it is, that's getting down the road pretty quick. I mean, it's not C4 Corvette quick, but it's <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> it's good. I, I bet you uh, get more looks in it than a C4 bet. Whatever. If you if you bumped your head, well, people would be trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> they were trying to figure out how you got in it. See, why is it always got to go there? You because know what, you know what? You, you wait about, a year and you can't would, make those jokes I'll, anymore. You know what? Get there first. Okay. I'm getting all my fat jokes in now. That's, that's and this enough. is the thing. This is the thing. I would almost rather you talk about my mother than a C4 Corvette. My, mom, <laughs> my mom's 5'10". She could fend for herself. She's a pretty big chick. I want, and she was raised on the bad side of the trailer park. Well, the C4 so, was a big enough turd. It should be able to fend for its own, too. The C4 is a hell of an automobile. The C4 is a saint. Okay. <laughs> It's a good car to chop up. I'll agree. No. I'll agree. It's a good car to cut up. You'll own one one day. I know. See. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a sad day that's approaching. Yeah. All right. So let's get this next car out of the way because I know nothing about it, and I believe Richard knows a lot I'll about it. I almost bet my life Richard does, though. How about the Maserati 222? And what do you call this? Not a bi-turbo, but a... It's a B-turbo. Yeah, it's Italian. Yeah, B-turbo. Italian. So fill us in on these... Well, I'll tell you what, you know what, we got to take a commercial break, we but we're going to be talking break. We're gonna be talking about a Maserati next. Yeah, we're going to be talking about these. High Maserati. class, right, guys. We're talking about the collectibles about right now on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Now, before we cut to break. Yes. Odd Rod. hmm Richard, the professor. Now, you pulled up a car that I know nothing about. I, I know nothing about this car. It's just, I know it, it made, nothing about a Maserati. It made Motor B-turbo. Junkies list, and we're going to talk about it. I know nothing about this car. And Richard steps up to bat and knocks it out of the park yeah, every time. Richard, Richard you, give us like, the lowdown on the Maserati. The B-Turbo was bought, brought to America to compete with the uh, BMW 3 Series, and it was, it was a rough time for Maserati. Uh, early 80s was a rough time for everybody, but they designed this ultra complex car um front engine rear drive five speed you could get a three speed automatic um it had a 2.5 liter v6 carbureted turbo two twin turbo engine um came to america making 185 horsepower but 
Unfortunately, even from the day they were new, there were inherent design flaws that were, it was just an extremely problematic car. Um, I like them. I think they're cool. I know a lot of people don't. Um, Robert and Rob said it looks like a Cavalier. <laughs> a little. It looks like a Cavalier's out of proportion. It's, it's pretty rough. It's, it's... Um, because they were so notoriously unreliable, you've always been able to get them cheap. Like you can get a quote unquote good one for thirty five hundred dollars. The reason it's an up and coming collectible is the inherent flaws throughout the years. Owners and enthusiasts have found better ways to do it. Patches. Yeah, exactly. So you patch all the inherent unreliable stuff, and uh, again, they are pretty cars, and the interiors are incredible, and they sound awesome, and they were pretty fast. And for you their own day. a Maserati. I mean, just just yeah. that name. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'd. Pay twenty five hundred for one. Just say, hey, you want to go for a ride in my Maserati if it runs? Um, <laughs> hey, so, you're not scared to push? Let's take my Maserati. Now that you can make them fairly reliable, and none of them have any miles on them because they were so <laughs> notoriously unreliable. Like if you get one with like forty thousand miles, that's a good one. And that's uh, a good one. People are they're starting to you know fix them back up, get them running, and it is again a bargain Maserati. So it is a cool car to have. I wouldn't step out there and say it's a cool car to have. I mean, I, w- I would say it's cool to have a Maserati. What year is your Maserati? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I mean it's not certainly my Maserati. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. I think it's a, a terribly ugly car. I think it's uh, I could see the collectability behind it because of what it is and who produced it, but past that, I have no interest in it whatsoever. You should listen to one. I mean, I'm sure they sound great. All European cars usually do, but uh, if you gave me one, I'd probably find some other sucker to take it off my hands. And this is coming from a man with a 91 Capri station wagon. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's bad. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Now, now the next car on this list I could get talked into, I could absolutely get talked into, and that is the BMW 325i E30. So let me see this because I'm not over 2.2 million. Does it come with its own? Does it does it come with its own tennis racket? That's an M3. Yeah, that that is a M3 there. But I mean, but a three series. We're talking 80 what? When did that come out? 82 Um, to 92, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Why would you want that when you get a Maserati for less money? I think the BMW is just way more stylish. I don't understand why those cars collectible. I understand they are, but to me those are. These are the daily beaters of back when I, in my street racing days, all of our buddies had one, and they would drive it until it broke, and then they'd get another one for twenty five hundred bucks. Well, and, and I mean they were somewhat reliable, somewhat, but I don't know. I mean, and now now you guys some guys fixed them up, and they're actually kind of a cool car done up, but collectability wise. Mm. It gets a lot of collectability because it's a platform. It's such a huge it is, platform, it is, and that's a big thing with all BMWs. Well, and that is for that. But I'm talking about in stock form. Is and they're it, good looking cars. I mean, it's like uh, our friend Ryan Wright's car. We, uh, you know, we just done the wrap on. But that's a totally different car, though. And it's the E30. It's. I mean, it is E30. It's an E36. Yeah. Uh, it's they a, they started changing a little bit of the body styles, but it still has like the clean cut boxy body that yeah. BMW guys loved collecting. Yeah, I mean, it's still got the E30 look, if you will. Uh, it's, it's a newer E30, is all it is. But I it's mean, it's bigger too. Is it? I don't. If if so, it's not much. I say it appears bigger, but I don't think it is like physically Those that are much bigger. Those little cars, from what I remember, like they're just. Yeah, I mean they're. I mean, I can get in one comfortably, but they are littler cars. Littler. 
littler. Littler. The littlest. It's the, the littlest the car. The littlest of cars. It's the uh, littlest. I mean, I've just I've always liked them. They come in the wagon format, of course. They come in a two do, a two or four door conversion. Conversion. Yeah. Conversion. Yeah, a two or four door conversion. You can convert it to either one you want. <laughs> you can just change it out right there on the fly. <laughs> No, but they do what, come in what, two what or four doors. Think of next two four door or wagon configurations. Um, I have never seen a three series. I guess I have seen one. What wagon? Yeah, yeah. they weren't real big over here. No. I was about to say. I don't think I've very ever seen far and in between. Yeah, they're very few and far between. But uh, in their very pricey. Why couldn't the Chevrolet wagons be like that? <laughs> I see one of those damn every day. <laughs> every and damn Wednesday. The, yeah. the, the wagon actually carries some value to it too. They're a little pricey. If you can find one here, that's true. You find a five speed wagon. Yes, money. it's yes. like almost every wagon five speed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, a money car. But I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with I'm with Chris on these. They just have such a great platform. And, it is a cool and platform. the aftermarket is huge for them. The aftermarket is there, so strong for these cars. My neighbor probably has the coolest one ever, and I don't know this guy's name, but we're like cool car guy buddies. <laughs> like I've never. Met him more than at the Seven Eleven, like in passing, but he drives one of these, mm-hmm. and I seen it. And the first thing that popped in my head was like douchebag. But <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, in my small block Chevelle, rattling the ground, and then he fires up his BMW, and it's got an LS motor in it. And I'm like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. So now what we do is like we still don't talk. I mean, because that's just weird. But don't make when, when I'm leaving, when I'm leaving the neighborhood and I drive past his house, I always rev my car up. And when he drives past my street, he revs his BMW up. And I may somebody. Let me rephrase that. No, I have not. Someone in the neighborhood is spinning tires. <laughs> and somebody, whoever's doing it, some jerk in my neighborhood keeps doing for, the same for, thing. For the, for the old, and some guy by my workplace. For the Old Mill Estates Homeowners Association, I want to make an announcement. Whoever's spinning tires in the neighborhood, you need to stop. But for the record, they are absolutely glorious tire marks. I'm talking about mm, 11 inches wide, long, black, deep, and true. Just twin marks running right down the road. Sounds but, like someone's got a hot rod in your neighborhood. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, right in front of the BMW guy's house. I'd but, like to meet this guy. Hey, you need to make a new friend. You're talking to the wrong neighbors. <laughs> I'm telling you, really. So, but anyway, me and him are like holding the cool down in the neighborhood. Like, I live on one in the neighborhood. He lives on the opposite end. So, like, we're the keeper of the cool there. <laughs> the HOA really hates the outer banks of their neighborhood, I'm Probably. sure. Probably. <laughs> but you know what? I'm the youngest guy in the neighborhood. They're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Bunch of old timers. Oh, that BMW guy might have you. Uh, he's neck and neck with me. He might have you. He's neck and neck with me. I mean, yeah. He was wearing a flat bill, so it concerned me at first, but then he took his hat off and he's bald, and so I'm like, I'm good. That's like me wearing a flat bill, though. Same same thing applies. Yeah. No, he was like more balding than you are. No, that's bad. Yeah, that that's, is bad. That's yeah. I'm pretty sure he may have a kid in high school. I'm just throwing that out there. So, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's is that uh, your son's hat? <laughs> let's hit on the next car on this list, uh, which I think Chris will like to chime in on this one a little bit. Well, they uh, Honda CRX. The Honda CR. Look at. It. <laughs> Do you ever notice? Like, like, okay, listen, and see, Robert really came in at a bad time for the CRX because when you were born, they were phasing them out. Because, what, 91 was the last year for a CRX? Yep. So you were still sucking your thumb when yeah, they stopped I, making I was, them. I was literally one. When they stopped making the CRX. 
But, and then he naturally goes to the import guy like, oh, we got something you're going to like. <laughs> no, I, the CRX is an awesome car. But I like the CRX for different reasons. Performance-wise, it's a cool car. But you realize the first CRXs, those things were getting like 42 miles to the gallon. Do you realize how many speakers you can shove into the back of a CRX? Everybody. I, I honestly believe that every CRX came with 415s in the back. <laughs> the, that's uh, how they're powered. And, I mean, that's that's the coolest thing ever. But those things got 42 miles. We're talking Prius numbers. I ain't talking about running half electric, half gas, half off unicorn farts. I'm talking about... A gas-powered, carbureted Honda got as much fuel mileage as a hybrid. Whipping out a whopping 140 horsepower. Man. 20 years ago. 25 years ago. 30 years ago. What else? They didn't. The first CRXs, I think, had 76 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, so toward the end of its life. It had 108. Um, but they uh, they weigh in at eighteen hundred pounds. They're lightweights. Oh yeah, there, there's your guys. They, they right had there. the cool hatch. It's like a like a greenhouse. It came down like the back was glass, and then the top was glass too. Yeah, I think we got to cut to a commercial break, but I don't think we're done with the CRX. All right, guys, stay tuned. We're talking Honda CRXs <laughs> right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. One zero six three W O R D. All right, guys. What's these hand signals you throwing over here? Oh, no, you startled me. I startled you? You startled me. I'm sorry. What's going on? Guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy <laughs> Hour. We're back, and we're talking about collectible cars. And what's this next car? Well, it's one we left off talking about is the, uh, yeah, we're the Honda CRX. The CRX. And every time I think about a CRX, is I think about like that guy that's got the cool mom that drove one of those. <laughs> And then the one with 415s. You, you, you know, the only one I know of in high school, actually, it was his mom's car and he drove it. That's uh, Everybody's mom had the CRX yeah. first. Yeah. And yeah. then you got your 415s and you started driving it. Later in high school, there was a yellow one that didn't have a hood, but it was built pretty good. It, never, it just never had a hood for it. Not needed. Well, I mean, it's hard to find a yellow CRX hood, too. You know what I mean? And I can understand not wanting to put something on there. It just really didn't match, so... I mean, I get where he's coming from. Plus, he wanted to show off that, you know, that not chrome AEM cold air intake. <laughs> Had to show that off, so pop the hood off of that. Show his stainless cold air, <laughs> hot air pipe. <laughs> yeah, the hot air pipe. I mean, uh, I mean, they're cool. I mean, the CRXs are cool. It's a cool shape. It kind of looks like a roller skate. They're, they're cool entry-level sports You cars. know what it reminds me of? Because they're kind of wide. If they you, are wide. So, you know that little bitty phone you had when you were a kid that had the face on it? There's one Toy Story. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it with kinda, eyeballs. It kind of looks like that. That's what they kind of look like. I tell you what else. You ever notice from the back, they kind of look like an old school Nintendo? Yes, they do. It, or they look like a uh, precursor. Like I feel like the guy who designed the Aztec was looking at a CRX and like, I kind of like the rear end of this thing. Let's <laughs> well, stretch it up like, a little like, bit. I, like, I just want to like open the back hatch and stick a cartridge in. You know? <laughs> well, it's about the size of that. You could probably do that. Yeah, with actually, it. Like, snugly. Like everybody's grandma had a TV that was bigger than a CRX. You know, the big <laughs> wooden cabinet ones, you know? But I think Chris can chime in because he owns, I, I would consider the sister to the CRX, and that is the Civic Hatch. The Civic Hatch. That's right. 230. 
30,000 miles. 1992. This thing is still going strong. You're just going to out the man he says trying to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's selling point. That's selling point. Hey, I mean, yeah, no leaks. No, look at this no thing. nothing. Look at this thing. That's a 92 model. Yeah. You're three years older than that. Look no, at you. I, I, well, oh, I thought you were talking about my car. It's yeah. one year older. Yeah, it's it's three years. It's, you're three years older than that. Look at you. You're you're bag of broke goods over there. I mean, like you're like a horse. Thanks. With, I'm trying to sell myself right now too. And you're like you're, you're like, really ruining it for you're everybody. Like, you're like a horse with a limp. This thing drove him here. I'm a one owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were road hard and put up wet. <laughs> poor maintenance. Poor maintenance. Yeah, well, but whatever. He even said he ain't got no leaks or anything. I've seen two or three things run out of you tonight, you know? <laughs> but, but I mean, th- those are cool cars. And, I mean, that's the thing that's cool is, is I mean, he's got it lowered. He's got the wheels on it. I mean, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's a really cool body style. Well, tell us a little bit about it. It's a 92, right? Yeah. So what I got is, like, the consumer model of all models. Um, I got roll-up windows, manual windows, um, manual mirrors, and also the manual rack. The struggle's so, real. Yeah. First world problems. <laughs> yeah, you know, can't drive with AC, can't roll down my windows at high speeds. Um, just the simple things in life. But other than that, reliability is just out the window. Um, gas mileage is insane. I never have failure in my motor. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing, though. Give it it just goes to show you if you take care of it, it'll last forever. Which your car, interestingly enough, was a one-owner car as well, too. So yeah, I uh, I ended up picking it up from a pre-auction from the Honda dealership. They were about to send it off, and I was like, "You hey, let me come it. look at that real quick. <laughs> let me come eyeball that." <laughs> but I mean, it's a cool car. I it's mean, a very cool car. Very cool car. Absolutely. Especially lower down with the wheels on. I like it. It, it was so awesome uh, when Chris brought it over to the shop for the first time when he first got it. How stock it was, and how just left. Well, alone I mean, what's the, the last time you've seen a stock Honda? Uh, never. I mean, <laughs> I'm really, too young for that. I mean, but it's like, but it's like five liter Mustangs. I mean, like they all got Flowmasters, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every Honda's got exhaust on it now, and you know, a cold air pipe. I mean, so I mean, it's so neat just to see one in stock form. Like, ooh, look how little the tailpipe is. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the the stock form of it. I mean, my game plan for it is to turn it into track, just to use it to its full advantage. The single overhead cam is just indestructible i can horse it out and then drive it well because it's so lightweight all right so let me ask you this you're involved with uh power shift uh incorporated how does this car transition over to that because i know you guys deal with imports there um if anything i want for that car can be made i can get it um anywhere from my seats to my harnesses everything i need to get ready for a track setup um so like what kind of racing would you do with this car um, oh, I would definitely go on like an autocross, um, potentially to the point where when I want to add more power to the motor, look in the hill climbing, stuff like that. Definitely that's, would not drag it as that's all. I mean, but I mean, so how do these cars really do good in an autocross? I mean, being light in the back like that and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, once you start doing certain suspension, sway bars and strut bars, you get so much control and stiffness that you can take corners nearly as well as all-wheel drive cars so i'm gonna shock you with this one too and i know you're gonna make fun um i've autocrossed both wagons i've had and a wagon platform actually is really well because the weight is so well distributed over the whole car that the wagon really does exceptionally well in autocrossing yeah but you don't have a front-wheel drive wagon no and i'm overpowered for 
autocrossing really as the setup currently is. So mine's a just a smoke monster. Like you would almost think like the back end would want to would slide with you almost when you're slinging it around. But that's also another thing where where you know you got just enough horsepower to do what you need to do far as power wise you know oh, what yeah. i'm saying you know you, if you came in with the same car same weight setup making 500 horsepower you're going to put it in the wall oh there's even times now where like this g-series motor i take the right turn i can kick my back end out and yeah exactly i mean because i mean there's definitely light in the back you know now the no good f- thing is with it being front wheel drive pretty much where you have it aimed is where it's going so that is a let's benefit. hope yeah <laughs> that's a benefiting factor as a rule that's a good thing <laughs> yeah so I mean, but it's a great car for that. But, you know, it's just a good setup, I think, especially once you lower the center of gravity on them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely cool. I mean, that's with any car like that, especially autocross or anything like that. The closer you bring it you know, to the ground. <laughs> Let's just face it. The closer you bring it to the ground, the better it looks. So. I mean, it's just the cooler it gets. <laughs> it's just the best option with any car modification. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, you know, I mean, all the attitudes. Four-wheel drive, dually diesel, bring it to the ground. All the attitudes in the altitude. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, bring it down. You know, I mean, just... Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, they say lower the altitude, raise the attitude. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just made that car. It went from the grandma car that you've seen. It. I mean, you've seen potential there to you're old up and like, that thing's cool. You know, I mean, <laughs> anyway, what's up? You get the nod. Well, I mean, what all have you done to the Honda as of as of right now? Um, it's all been suspension work. So, uh, you know, I got strut bars. I got all my sway bars around. I went and got a set of racing rims, set out the right tire specs, everything I need to, you know, complete a corner in the appropriate speed that I want it to be at. Well, so scary. it's set up and user-friendly now? Yes, it is a very user-friendly car. So, I mean, this is a car that you drive as a daily, and you can take it to a track day or something like that, or autocross or whatever. Yeah, a lot of mis- uh, people misunderstand, like, what an autocross event is. There's a lot of people that come out there in, like, a stock Miata or something. All you really need is... You know, your own wits driving a car, some good tires, and have fun. Well, sometimes the best, the you know, the the best upgrade you can actually make in your car is the driver. You know what I mean? I oh, mean yeah. And that, I mean, if you you take the best handling car in the world and put an idiot behind the wheel, you got problems. Or you, you know what I'm saying? So that that's a big thing too. And that is another thing about autocross events. You have all kinds of cars. There. Well, I mean, you can do really good at an autocross event with a factory car. And there's a lot of people who do rental car challenges. You rent a car, take it to the autocross event, and run that. And I've seen it done, and, and the cars do very well. You will well. never drive a rental car I rent. <laughs> or run them on a drag strip. You never know what you want to do with a rental car. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. I, I'm not saying this never happened. I, I know a guy that done it. Yeah, huh? I know Asking a guy. for a friend. Do it for, yeah. Dale. Do it for Dale. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, you know, I tell you, we got to do a lot of things, but we got to wrap this show up. Yeah, you, we do. You keep talking about incriminating yourself with rental cars over here. No, no, I don't rent cars. So, guys, I tell you what, you know what? These are the fourteen are the cars that Motor Junkie said was the collectibles to buy. You know what? If you got some, you got something, you know, better idea, or if you got any questions about them, be sure to shoot us some, you know, a message or anything right there on Hot Rods and Half Hour Facebook page. Absolutely. Until next week. All right, guys, you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.